Episode 249 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses. Get three months free right now when you run your first payroll. Go to gusto.com slash read to lead to find out more. you think the only way that you can build wealth is from inheriting it, and if your family doesn't leave you any or aren't going to leave you any, then mentally, you can start to believe that it's not possible for you. Hi, and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. I'm Jeff, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to your personal and professional growth and has been for the last five and a half years. I'm a big believer that in order to experience true success in business and in life, then you have to be an intentional and consistent learner and reader. The podcast is designed to help narrow this reading list and bring you the key insights and valuable ideas from the books we feature and the authors that we chat with. In just a few minutes, you and I are going to be joined by Chris Hogan. He's been on the show once before. His brand new book out as of yesterday is called Everyday Millionaires, How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth and How You Can Too. I plan to ask Chris to share about the role of mindset in building wealth Uh, The myth that most successful wealth builders are high wage earners, Uh, the five common traits among the over 10,000 millionaires he surveyed, and much, much more. Chris is essentially out to destroy the millionaire myths that are keeping everyday people like you and me from achieving financial independence. And Chris's book argues that the path to becoming a millionaire is paved with more ordinary tools, not things like high-paying jobs and inheriting a bunch of money, that sort of thing, but tools that you either already have or that you can learn. And Chris says that if you thought you could never become a millionaire, it's time to think again. Sound good? Let's get started. Chris Hogan is the number one national best-selling author of Retire Inspired and host of The Chris Hogan Show. Chris is a popular and dynamic speaker as well on topics like personal finance, retirement, and leadership, and helps people across the country develop successful strategies to manage their money in both their personal lives and businesses. Chris has served at Ramsey Solutions for more than a decade as a trusted financial coach and Ramsey personality. And his brand new book is called Everyday Millionaires, How Ordinary People Build Extraordinary Wealth and How You Can Too. Chris, welcome back to Read to Lead. Well, thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, it's hard to believe it's been about three years since you were last here, and I'm excited to talk to you uh, again today. And I thought I'd have you begin by sharing a bit, Chris, about the level of, of research that goes into creating a book like Everyday Millionaires. Well, you know, Jeff, as you know, any kind of research for a book takes time, mm-hmm. uh, especially as you're starting to think about the concepts, the information that you're wanting to share with people, and then really beginning to call that together, the stories you're going to tell and the process of how you're going to walk people through the narrative. Well, that's fine with a regular book. Mm-hmm. You add research in, and I'm talking big research. Uh, for this book, we decided to go big. And with the research, we wanted to talk to millionaires out there. We wanted to find out the truth. So we uh, researched and talked to over 10,000 millionaires all across the country. And a project of of that magnitude (laughs) takes a lot of time, uh, finding those millionaires and connecting with them and interviewing them. And so we ended up using an, an outside research firm to help us do this. And so we talked to people that knew of me, knew of Dave, and people a whole lot that did not because we wanted to get a clear picture. 
And I think it's important, too, at this point in the conversation, Chris, because I don't think we can assume this. How do you and your team define millionaire? Very good question. For us, as we look at it, we define millionaire as looking at what you own minus what you owe. Now, with what you own, that could be your 401ks, your 403bs, your IRAs, uh, your home, your cars, your checking accounts, all of that minus any debt. And if that, following that that process, if that equals a million dollars, then that means you're a millionaire. So one of the things people think of when you're talking about millionaires, is this somebody that has to make a million dollars a year? No, it's somebody that has assets that total over a million dollars. Well, what did you find, Chris, that many people believe to be true about millionaires that that just isn't true? I I know millennials in particular had had some, some misconceptions. Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that that wealthy people or millionaires inherited all their money. Mm-hmm. And that's something people firmly believe all across the country. And the truth of it is, uh, based off our research, uh, only 21% of millionaires received any inheritance at all. Mm-hmm. And only 16% inherited more than $100,000. So that means the vast majority of millionaires didn't get any inheritance at all, or certainly didn't inherit enough to make them millionaires. And I think this is important to, to hit on, because for me, you know, I've not inherited any monetary thing from family uh, as of yet. And so I, I don't have an expectation to, but there's a lot of people out there that are in that boat. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you think the only way that you can build wealth is from inheriting it. And if your family doesn't leave you any or aren't going to leave you any, then mentally you can start to believe that it's not possible for you. And so I don't want people to hear that. I don't want people to believe that lie anymore so they can understand they can start to build wealth themselves. They just need a process and a plan. Mm, so I don't have to just depend on eventually winning the lottery. <laughs> oh, my. Listen, Jeff, that is another one that we hit. You know, we we debunked uh, about six myths in this book uh, and winning the lottery is one of them. Wow. You know, a lot of people think, well, man, the only way I'm going to be able to get there is by by sheer luck or winning the lottery. Mm. And that's not true either. And so, you know, it was amazing to me to talk to these everyday people all across the country, you know, people that are working regular jobs that have a regular to average income, but have built wealth over time because of the, the way that they were looking at money and how they made it work for them. I want to hit on a couple other of these, if we can, quickly. What do you, what do you say to people who believe that millionaires are often people who are just you know willing to and, and, and able to make risky investments? Yeah, that's not true either. You know, risky investments, and we all hear about them, like the cryptocurrency right now, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the, the, the day trading phase from years ago, you know, that kind of mindset isn't true. Uh, 79% of the millionaires that we studied reached millionaire status through their employer-sponsored retirement plans. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say employer-sponsored retirement plans, I'm talking about the 401k and the 403b, just like for a lot of your listeners, the same type that they have available to them Mm. at their office. So it's not about high risk. Um, It's not about trying to hit some financial home run. It's about being consistent and investing consistently over time. And I think it's interesting to note, too, that I know for a long time, I felt that if if this is going to happen for me, then I've got to work my way up the corporate ladder and eventually uh, find myself, you know, at the the C-suite level if I'm going to ever have any expectation that this is going to happen. But that's not true either. 
No, that is a myth as well. So you don't have to have a high level position. You don't have to be a C-suite executive or have a fancy job. You know, the truth is a third of the millionaires never had a six figure household income in a single working year. Mm. I need to say that again. Okay, a third of the millionaires never had a six figure household income in a single working year. Only 31% of them averaged $100,000 income a year, and only 7% averaged over 200,000. So, contrary to whatever it is you believe, you know, only 15% of the millionaires are in senior leadership positions in their company. And by senior leadership, I'm talking about vice president or senior vice president. And only 7% fall into the C suite category. So, the reality is, uh, the vast majority of millionaires are working regular jobs. These are people that are, you know, they're not in high level positions. But again, it goes back to the plan and the process that they have because they're so intentional with their money. It's not an accident that these people became millionaires. It was part of their plan. Mm. Uh, To that, Chris, talk a bit about salary versus value and and, and why it's important to understand uh, the difference. Yes, I hit on this in the book, you know, really looking at it. I, I, too many people, I think, put the value on themselves based on how much money they earn. Mm. That's a fallacy. Uh, your, your salary is what you're paid for the job that you do, or your income is what you're paid for the job that you do if you're on commission or whatever. But your value as an individual, uh, your value to your family, I mean, that's, that's, that's massive. And so looking at this, I don't want people, if they're, you know, making X amount to think that that's all their worth. That's not true. You're being paid for the position that you're working. Now, are there other paying positions out there that where you could make more? Sure. And you may have to look at your skill set or education or whatever it is to be able to gain that position to be able to earn more. But I would also argue to tell people where you're working right now, you've got the potential to make more, whether it's with that company or you doing a side business on your own. Starting a side business was part of my plan of of building wealth. Little did I know that that would eventually turn into a full-time gig. If you run your own business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear lots of hats. I know I do. And some of those hats are are totally great, but some like, you know, filing taxes and running payroll, for example, those aren't necessarily fun depending on, you know, the type of person you are. And that's where our sponsor Gusto comes in. They make payroll taxes and an HR actually easy for small businesses like yours. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all under one roof. Now, this is really cool. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. You want to help them build wealth too, right? Those old school, clunky payroll providers just were not built for the way modern small businesses work today, but Gusto is. So let them wear one of those many hats because you've got better things to do. The cool part is that as a listener, you can get three months of Gusto for free when you run your first payroll. Demo it right now with no obligation. See for yourself, gusto.com slash read to lead. That's gusto.com slash read to lead. You mentioned intentionality earlier. I know consistency is another key factor among the millionaires that, that you surveyed. What have you learned, Chris, about the impact of mindset on the likelihood of, of reaching millionaire status? 
Well, I think mindset is absolutely crucial to anything we're trying to do. I'm a huge proponent and and follower of Zig Ziglar. Mm. Uh, Zig had an incredible impact on me while I was in college early. And I think we have to be careful. What we tell ourselves, what we believe about ourselves, what we're able to accomplish can, can really set the tone. Uh, what I mean is if we're negative and we don't think we can do things, oftentimes we can be defeated before we ever get to the starting line. Mm. We never give ourselves an opportunity. And so I want people to be careful of what they tell themselves, be careful and understand the the environment that you're around and the people that you're around, because negatives are like a cold. If you're around somebody that has a cold, you can it raises the odds of you catching that cold. Well, the same thing with a negative attitude. And I'm not saying you can't be friends with someone that's negative. I'm just saying you need to be aware of it and be careful of how long and how much you're exposed to it so it doesn't rub off on you. Mm. Was it Jim Rohn that said you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, I think? Yes, yes. Yeah. And that is true. You know, we want we need to be aware. And for some people, uh, a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, oftentimes the negatives can come from family, parents or siblings. And and again, that dynamic, that family dynamic is, is, is an interesting one. But I actually had someone tell me, you know, Chris, I don't think I can build wealth because my family has never done it. Mm. Right. And so that shows the mindset of they've never had an example in their family to do it. So internally, they're thinking that it's not possible for them. And I said, no, that's not true. What what you need to do is look at it and say, am I going to make a decision that I want to be the first person in my family? Or I'm going to show, hey, I can do this with the right knowledge, the right people behind me. And again, following a plan. And, and sometimes uh, well-meaning advice from family can steer you down the wrong path too, right? It can. It can. And and again, I'm not, you know, it, we have to be aware of who we're talking to. And oftentimes with family dynamics, there are all kinds of things that come into play. I think with each new day, we have an opportunity to make a decision. We have an opportunity to choose to, to, to learn and our knowledge. Uh, to grow our skill set and to also just be aware of what we can control. And Jeff, I think that's so important with anything that we're trying to accomplish in life. You know, understanding what you can control and understanding what you can't is vital. And then choosing to focus on the things that you can. And I, I tell people there are three things I can always control my attitude, my outlook, and my responses. And being in control of those three things allow me to be in control of my life. Well, we talked about intentionality. We talked about uh, consistency, mindset. Were there any other common traits you found among the net worth millionaires that, that you surveyed? Yeah, I really wanted to know. I really wanted to dig in and understand. Uh, you know, we're all aware of the book Millionaire Next Door uh, that mm. came out in the 90s. And, you know, I read that book many, many years ago. And that book, you know, really got me thinking different to see the truth. But I wanted to just dig in and not only understand kind of the habits, but I wanted to know what what are the, the, the common things that make these millionaires tick? What are the common traits across all of them? And I, and I, I really dug into this research. The team and I, we found five. Uh, the average millionaire have five characteristics that truly make them successful. Number one, they take personal responsibility. Number two, they practice intentionality with their finances. Mm. Number three, they're goal-oriented. Number four, they're hard workers. And number five, they know that wealth building requires consistency. Mm. And so the, 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 the reality about looking at all five of those is that any, any person out there that's listening to your show can, can make a decision to start to practice these five things. These five aren't exclusionary. We get an opportunity to decide and choose to incorporate these into our lives. 
I don't know that I've ever had a guest who has delivered so much valuable information in such a short period of time. This has been really, really good. Well, thank you, sir. You're excellent at that. I do have a couple of questions I want to ask, not directly related to the book in the time we have left. Before I do that, Chris, is there anything else from the book you want to make sure we know about? Well, I think, you know, the big thing is that this book is is unique. Um, it's been one of the most exciting projects that I've ever worked on uh, just because of the research component where we're giving people the stats and the facts, again, from over 10,000 millionaires, but also the, the information that we found and how they work and how they invest is going to be in the book. But the most critical thing in my mind, the best part about this book is the stories, the real life individuals that have overcome some obstacles, overcome some adversity, uh, but they were able to turn things around. And so I'm excited for people to get the research, to see the information about how these millionaires think, but more importantly, to read the stories so they can start to believe for themselves that the American dream is still alive and well, and it's available to them. That was one of my favorite parts of the book, too, is is the stories that are interspersed uh, throughout that really kind of help you see how the rubber meets the road. I really appreciated that about it. Yes. Uh, I want to ask you a question I ask uh, nearly every person that that I talk to. I've asked you this before last time you were on, and and that is the the books that are having an impact on you that you're reading. I'm first going to remind you of the books you mentioned last time okay, and challenge you to reference maybe a new book or two if you can. So last time you mentioned Total Money Makeover by, of course, Dave Ramsey. You mentioned Good to Great by Jim Collins, uh, The Go-Getter uh, by Peter Kine, and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, you mentioned The Millionaire Next Door a moment ago. That may be one, but uh, what yes. are some other books that are having an impact on you uh, or had an impact on you over the years? Yeah, well, I, I can tell you one. Uh, this is a book by a friend of mine, and this is The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. Mm. This book is absolutely crucial for anybody out there that is a team of one or a team of many. It helps you start to look internally about being hungry, humble, and smart, and how you're not only interacting in your relationships, but how you view yourself and how you treat people. And so this is a book that I I definitely would recommend to people. And then also any book out there with John Maxwell is incredible for people that are are wanting to lead. I, I think, you know, winning friends and influencing people is another great book uh, and it gives people an opportunity just to grow their knowledge so i would say cut off the tv spend some time grow your knowledge so you're able to grow yourself mm, great great suggestions i'm a big pat lencioni fan we've had john on the show before that was a, certainly a real treat as well great great recommendations yeah, as a successful speaker you do a lot of public speaking of course as a part of ramsey solutions i've had the chance to hear you address a group of high school students uh, many many years ago and 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 they seem just enraptured by you what are some of your tips chris for delivering an impactful and, and memorable public talk well you know speaking is to me is a lot of fun um, and, and I would say this, given tips to somebody that was wanting to speak, is have something to say. <laughs> um, talk about things that you care about, that you're passionate about, and really take the time to understand your audience and connect with them. You know, it's okay to have fun while you're speaking, uh, but really focus on on connecting with people's hearts. And if you have something to say and something that you care about and you work with connecting with the audience, that'll give you an opportunity to make an impact on many people's lives. Mm, great advice. Well, beyond promotion for this brand new book, Chris, what is ahead for you and your team that you're excited about? Anything you're working on that, that uh, you want to mention? Well, I, you know, we have uh, used to have the Retire Inspired podcast, mm 
which we've now retitled to The Chris Hogan Show. And this has been a blast to work on. It's an opportunity to take live calls uh, from people and talk about their money, their life, and even sometimes some of their business questions. But it's about connecting with people. So that project is a blast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people can find out all the things that I'm working on and more information about the book by going to chrishogan360.com. Well, the book, again, out now is called Everyday Millionaires, How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth and How You Can, Too. Always a treat to talk to him. Chris, thank you so much again for your time and sharing with us your expertise today. Really appreciate it. Fantastic, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Remember that there's only one link at the end of every episode you have to remember, and that's readtoleadpodcast.com forward slash, and then the three-digit episode number, in this case, 249. readtoleadpodcast.com slash 249 to get access to all the links and resources Chris and I talked about today, including his website and the books that he recommended. There you can also find out more about our sponsor, Gusto, offering you the chance to demo their services free for three months when you run your first payroll. For questions or comments on the show, you can feel free to email me directly like U.S. Army Chaplain Corey Reeder just did a few days ago. He says he's always eager to find ways to improve his leadership and grow as a minister and a man of God. In fact, Corey and I are going to be meeting soon so that I can share some of the leadership lessons I've learned that he can pass along to his troops. How cool is that? Jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com is that email address. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Read.